0: Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590, The Fan.
1: Well, that was one hell of a 24-hour period for the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Real Kipper and Bourne show. You know, I enjoyed yesterday's
2: energy so much on our show. Like, why can't we just have nice things? Why can't we just feel like that
1: every day? And... uh, no, we've done a lot of shows in the last two years. Sure I, I thought yesterday's show was perfect because, you know, outside of this show, too, we've been around long enough to go through ebbs and flows of the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round. But I thought we we captured a vibe in the city that couldn't compare to what probably the last four or five six first rounds were. It was legit. We had Joe Bowen on. We were
2: watching people walk, crossing the street outside our window in Leafs Jersey. We had a vibe. No vibe today.
1: I'll tell you where the vibe has really changed (laughs) in the last 24 hours. Okay. I know it's called the real Kipper and Bourne show. Yeah. And there's no Sammy in the title. Yeah. But I'll, I'll give the guy a little bit of credit <laughs> for, for helping set that vibe it's up th- for it, it's us. It's
2: something we need is the, the Leaf fan
1: energy. So let's go just jog back 24 hours ago and listen to our Sammy.
3: I want to talk to Leaf fans. Oh,
1: yes. Oh, my talk God. Talk to them. No, don't do talk this. Talk to them. Don't go all sappy on everybody, me.
3: No, everybody's walking on goddamn eggshells. Stop it. <laughs> Just
1: believe in Who this is? group. Leaf Let's fans, go. It's been 19 years. Tonight's the night. Since we've seen <laughs> your team in the second round. Does it happen
3: tonight? To, top, to quote the top song from April uh, 20th, 2004. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh. And if they lose, we'll see you on Monday. We're not coming in. Yeah, no I'm not coming
1: in. He came in, folks. We, we came in. He came in. Now, Sammy's new vibe. Let's have a listen,
3: boys. This is all my fault. Like, <laughs> this is all my fault. Like, I, agree. I had so much confidence. I tried to be <laughs> Mr. This is not this is different. Nah, yeah. I screwed it all up. It's all I know. I, I agree. It's the my keepers. fault. The it's my fault. PM, like, yeah, uh, I- back to groveling, boys. Back to panic. Ah,
1: <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> you, you want to know, uh... you don't want to know how I knew we were in trouble. It was, I think on the way home from yesterday's show. And I don't really like go and look a whole heck of a lot uh, on social media, yeah. but I will give this guy a ton of credit. It's a uh, doctor philosopher. Okay. Okay. And he says, Leafs don't win when we get feel good, Sammy. <laughs> That's what he says. Leafs only win when we get pessimistic Sammy.
2: Yeah.
1: And he's right. Boys, this is all my fault. 100% (laughs) accurate. It's your fault. It's a
2: new day, Samwise Gamgee. How are you today, my man?
3: Listen, I don't know what to say. I am feeling it big time today.
4: Ah!
3: (laughs) I took... I took a shot yesterday. I took a shot. I went against my best beliefs. I went against whatever I thought I should do. Yeah. I woke up in the morning and I said, today is the day. I'm, I'm taking a risk. This is a different group. Sheldon and Keith, we're different. Everyone, we're different. It's different. All I hear is goddamn different. Different, different, different. And I went and I sat on my couch last night, like all of Lee's Nation, And I watched the same damn hockey game I've watched in every elimination game happening again here. There you go, it's the exact same game I've watched for eleven straight.
1: It's the exact same game. He's he reminds me of Sheldon on uh, All or Nothing in Montreal. Yes, where he's exactly right. You you went early. You went too early, Sammy. No, you went all in too early. <sighs> and you've got nothing left I'm for not... game six or game seven. No, I'm I'm tapped out. You're like, tapped I, out. I believe
3: I believed so hard in this group. You know what I'm talking about? I the do. big I, speech. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. The, the, you know, make history and now's your chance or whatever. I the one thing I've come to know about Sammy, and he is an open-minded guy, he will hear other arguments, but he prefers things to be simple. Like he it's a good goal, it's a bad goal, it's a good play, it's a bad play. You would prefer you're in, you're out. You don't sit on the fence very often. This Leafs team makes that really hard because mm-hmm. they're good, but they Sammy lose. Sammy wants the they're 100 bad, yard win.
1: dash. Okay. Yes. I think we're in a. Not a. We're not in a marathon, but we are. We are in the 1,000 to 5,000 uh, meter run here. It's some sort of chess game. I can't okay. even tell who's winning. Not a marathon, but it's a heck of a lot more than what Sammy wants. Sammy wants the cup now. I don't want the cup now. I want
3: them to win one elimination game. It's not that much to ask. And the stats, they get worse.
2: They're atrocious. I, like, I, I, I put,
3: put them in the lineup yesterday or whatever being like, ah, I'd be fine. So now they're 0-11. In 20, elimination, potential series clinching games, 0-11. Now 0-11, 23 goals for. They added to that last night. Three more wins. ins There are 44 goals against. Two unsuccessful power plays. So now two for 24. And their penalty kill went up a little bit because they had two successful penalty kills. Why? Like it's all happening again. The here. other team's goalie slightly better.
2: You give up one you don't like. You can't quite finish on your chances.
1: Well, listen, we got uh, we got pretty much two hours here to to dive into it. Uh, off the rails Friday. Sammy mm-hmm. drove it right off. Yeah, as early as yesterday. <laughs> we got Doug McLean in about uh, forty five minutes, and uh, then we go to Brian Bradley. X Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. He'll give us a scene setter down there. Does a terrific job on uh Lightning TV. It's gonna be uh great to catch up with him as well. And uh let's start with our vibe was legitimate, as we said earlier. Yes. Why can't the current players have picked up on that vibe or the vibe that they started? when they finished yeah game 4 what like what's stopping them from a good start they had a good start kipper i didn't like the start the goal that went in no 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 i'm not talking about going up one nothing i'm talking about the first 3 or 4 minutes Has they
2: won an opening face off i think they're all for I, five
1: I, I, tampa took it to them in the first 3 or 4 minutes they had the first three out of four shots i thought a couple of them were legit and yeah, they got the one nothing lead, but I didn't like their start, JB.
2: No. I you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly on that. Like, you know, the one thing we talked about yesterday was the other team gets a vote. Like, you knew Tampa was not going to go quietly into the night, and it was going to be a grinded-out sort of game. But yeah, seeing the same sort of the same way of like getting these chances and they're not going to Nylander has that one in front of the net that sticks under Vasilevsky's pad, a bunch of scrambles in the crease. They can't find that one, and Vasilevsky's like just good enough.
3: happening again here. Enough and, of this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> enough. <laughs> it was, you know, and it did feel. It did feel a little bit like we had seen. The one thing I think that's most commonly talked about today is the Leafs-D, the Leafs-D pairs, which I know we'll get into, but I don't know. What did you think? What was your...
1: Yeah, I I just think that uh, they they have they have trouble, and I think Austin Matthews said it that uh, for whatever reason we didn't get off to a great start. And I'm like, well, what else do you need? You're closing out failed attempts. Why why can't you guys ca- capture that that emotion? Yeah.
2: That. Do you think they look nervous to get nervous again? It's the yeah. second uh, time in this series yeah, where yeah. I was like, no, it looked they, like the yeah, same thing.
1: Don't, yeah. Like, I don't know. Call it nerves. Well, yeah. I don't know what it is, but Tight. it's. Yeah, just not them going for it. They just looked like they weren't ready to to close this thing out.
2: Yeah, I agree. You know, in game two of this series, they seemed to come out, and instead of dumping, they'd hang on to it. They started to play like themselves a little bit, and I thought they looked more like themselves of old. My biggest complaint is just their inability to get out of their end and through the neutral zone, and to me, the D are killing them. They're killing them by being stationary. You talk about like the stretch passes, how much you hate that. They're trying to stretch yes. it into traffic and getting yeah. nothing. So, they got a couple guys in the press box who can skate it.
1: Well, okay, let's we'll go there because uh, the focus is on Justin Hall and Mark Giordano. Yeah. And uh I think it speaks volumes uh, to what you're saying is when you don't move your feet and you are looking for that stretch pass. I think it's easy for the D to step up and and, and take that all away.
2: Yeah, and, and to be honest, unless you skate, the first four checker doesn't have to come to you. He can just sag back, and then you're playing into a trap. They got five guys to your four. Like you have to make you have to draw someone to you by moving your feet. And you know, I, I do have an article up on that today, Holland Giordano. But it is it is all the D that need to get moving up the rink a little bit.
1: Well, we talked to Sheldon a little bit, shall we? All right, let's get an overview from Sheldon Keefe on our first Kippers
5: Clipper. Well, it's a tight hockey game, you know. Score first, <clears throat> score first in the game, and then they, you know, they they come right back. Um, so that was that was tough. Just you know, you have a chance to build some momentum and give that goal up, but it's obviously a very tight hockey game all the way through. Not a lot of offense going either way. Less less for us. Um, you know, they play hard in terms of the territorial advantage. It's, you know, it's like we've been talking about, it's one team's got to get on top of the other, and they've been able to get on top of us pretty consistently. And, uh, you know, we've got to find our way through that.
1: Territorial advantage has been dominated by Tampa Bay. It has, In yeah. this series. Yeah. And in many ways, Tampa, And we'll see how this thing finishes out, but they're, they're... Um, their biggest regret might be that not being up 3-2 right now.
2: Yeah. You know, the thing about uh, the games and the territorial advantage is that every game, the last three, have started to tilt in the Leafs' favor when they trail and get aggressive. Like, I, it can't be lost on people that the second they start pushing for goals and taking chances, all of a sudden they play in Tampa Bay's end a lot more. And so this passive don't-make-a-mistake hockey is what's killing them. They're inviting Tampa out. They're giving them the puck back. I mean, you talk about you're going to have to go take a game. And whether that's what your star players going out there and saying, tonight's our night, it's my night, which hasn't happened, or the goaltender turning in, you know, having a one-off unbelievable game.
1: You know, just to your point about a, a different mindset uh, when when you're pushing like yeah. that, do they not have, like, four um uh four goals with a when the goalies pulled. Yeah, like, like dying four. minutes goals. Like, there there's still two more games. Right. And then they they they've got four goals on uh on a six on five. Like, like push. You it's know, unbelievable. It, getting It's gotta be to the some net. sort of record uh, in yeah, a series. I, I don't
2: know what it is, but it's it's really they've they have taken it to Tampa in third periods when they've been chasing the game. And
1: Justin Hall – Mark Giordano, minus three last night. One change or two changes? Yeah, that's a good
3: question. It was a hard minus three, too. Yeah. When you lose the game, they basically lost the game three, too. It sticks out.
1: I (laughs) said this right from the get go on Mark Giordano, smart hockey player, and he's been a great addition for so many ways and so many reasons. But to now ask him, to come in and almost play like a top four at 40 years of age with foot speed being an issue. This is what I was worried about yeah. all along. Yeah.
2: No, you've been fully validated there. I mean, they're definitely the third pair right now, right? I mean, Shen and Riley have been wonderful, and McCabe and Brody, you know, fine. But it is interesting. So, you know, they have Timothy Lilligren, they do have Eric Gustafson. Justin Hall is publicly on the hook. You know, he misses the Hagel hit in the neutral zone going for the big hit. He turns the wrong way on Asimov, who, you know, Samsonov should stop that one every single time, but still wrong pivot. So people are killing him. I think Geo, who we're talking about here, has had more struggles in the series otherwise. Hall on the PK, a lot of shot blocks. Steven Stamkos hasn't got a lick from that side. I know it's a lot harder to take out Geo. And I know that the handedness gets messed up if you do. So, I don't know, Kip. Like, people are saying 11-7 and in my mentions. I
1: don't think you want to go drastic like that. I don't know. Let's go to Sheldon Keefe on Justin Hall.
5: Hi, Sheldon. Um, Justin Hall's been on the ice for approximately 73% of uh, the Lightning's goals this series. You know, what's behind the decision to keep going back to him, especially with a guy like Timothy Lilligren watching in the press box? Well, I guess my... First response would be whether or whether he's been on the ice by himself in those situations. Um, But uh, I think the answer is not. He's not up there by himself in those in those situations when he's getting scored on. But um, you know, I think uh, we need those guys to be better. You know, we need those guys to be better. Um, They were involved in in the goals here tonight. I guess that's really all I would say. But at the same time, they've also done a good job for us at different times in the series.
2: You know, I don't love the way that some of it's been portrayed because, yeah, he's been on for 14 of 21 goals, which is 67%. uh, But there's also five power play goals there, and he's been wonderful in the PK uh, for them. So I'm going to take those five off of his record and say he's been on for nine of 16 against which not great but he also starts in the d zone more than anyone else 25 times in five games and he plays top lines so it's not as lopsided as the numbers look
1: i i think he's just right now he's lost his confidence too for sure and and, and that is a really important thing for some players more so than others i i find him emotionally emotional not that his play shows emotion Mm -hmm. but i I get a sense that he cares so much. He's one of those quiet guys that may not be very easy to read, yeah. like others. Yeah, and it's more kind of he keeps it really close and really tight. His career's but on the hook. He's I, a UFA. He's twenty nine. I, I, I do see him right now having this battle of 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 believing that he can do things out there. Yeah, and like like the the miss on Hegel. Yeah, right. That's a. Bad miss.
2: It's only recently, though, Kip, that he started trying to throw those big hits. Don't you agree? Like, since the deadline, he since started the deadline, looking for them. And
1: then and they've asked him to. You know that they've called him in and yeah. said, you're a big guy. Yeah. Start playing big.
2: Yeah. For sure. It, it, it has been an issue. And so the question is then, do you think, so Hall definitely would deserve to come out, but do you think you're going to get better from Lilligren than Hall, who has been playing 20 minutes a night in in these situations. Are you going to get better from Lilligren than Hall?
1: Because that's the only question, right? I, I, I do make the switch. Yeah, I th- I, do. I do too. Right? I, yep. I need a little bit of uh, instilled energy.
2: And mm. Geo stay in?
1: Gustafson is below average defender. I'll sooner take. But he breaks it out. Mark Giordano. Yeah being in the right place to block a shot. Yeah. And I'll take Mark Giordano's... Protecting a lead. ...shuffling on the ice. Like, he shuffles. Yeah. He's not a skater. Nice. Right? Not at this point. So I, I, I'd sooner still have his IQ out there for at least being in, in on the right side of the puck mm-hmm. than taking my chances on Gustafson. And I get it. He can skate a but, puck out. But when he doesn't skate a puck out... I, I you can't have the big I, mistake I, I don't trust them yeah. defensively i how can it be worse?
3: they've been what are the rankings of the d pairings in the playoffs Listen,
1: yeah, I can
2: pull that up here
1: they are they get sammy they're the, i know they get blown out okay they they're they are they're getting blown out, no, not on the scorecard and that matters, okay don't tell me for one second there wasn't uh Positive, Sammy. There when they when Austin scored, and it was like, "No, come on!" No, they were still a shot away. I know from going into overtime. Yeah, Geo shoots the one that Kerfoot tips in an OT the game prior. Like he's not like I don't like their chances if keep pulling the goalie and coming back. And last night it caught caught up to them, bit them in the ass. But it's not like it's six two. Yeah.
2: You know, I've heard from all these people saying 11 and 7. Like, for one, like, Bunting's going back in. Full stop. You yeah. know, I don't need to Keith even already elaborate acknowledged, that. He, he oh, already Oh, did
3: he? Acknowledged, he? acknowledged that.
2: Okay, today. great. So, Keith's, Bunting's going in. So, you're already taking out one of Aston Reece, or Lafferty. And if you go 11 and 7, they're both coming out, you know, which is a, a pretty substantial change. And all of a sudden, it feels like you're getting desperate here and not, you know, you're up 3-2 in the series here. You're in a pretty good spot going into their building.
1: Just to finish off uh, our, our discussion on the defense, uh, did we do keeps uh, in the D's inability to come come out of the, their own Break zone? Break the puck out, not yet. I, I want to hear this.
5: They're forechecking hard. They're on top of our guys really well. You know, I, I don't think it's necessarily a lack of uh, <clears throat> ability from our players. It's it's they're gapped up real tight. Their D are very mobile and they're up. They're holding the red line makes it uh makes it a real ch- a real challenge anytime that we've been able to get anything sustained on their half of the ice we've broke out with ease pretty much and anytime you know they've got time on our half they're breaking out with ease. that's the way the series has gone you know so uh you know we, we've got to be able to take advantage of our opportunities when we, we do have those exits yeah it's an issue
2: big time big time issue and so that's the only reason I, I have some thoughts of Gustafson is like, I feel like the run in, the intimidation and set the tone part of the series is over. And they have such an advantage over Tampa Bay in that they have two NHL defensemen sitting in the press box. Like Gustafson played 60 games at 22 minutes a night for Washington. You know, the next best guy in Tampa is Hayden Fleury. You can drop two NHL D in and say this one pair is struggling. We'll give them an extra night off.
1: But it is a big change, so. Is there any uh, residual effect off the maroon hit on Giordano as well? God, and he got uh, rocked. He got rocked. You rocked. know, you, could, and you listen, could sell that, too, if you're trying to sell the like, scratching Giordano. I, I thought two-minute penalty was generous by the uh, official. Well, he didn't get a penalty
3: for the hit, Kebber. He got a penalty for the rough. Well, you you
1: th- you didn't think he deserved one? Not at that point. They they're all kind of. I, I thought it was a hard playoff hit. Oh, you mean
3: at the buzzer in the numbers, yeah. driving his face into the glass? Yeah, no, no, it, it was a pretty was, clear boarding called yeah, to me. Was a, He's a
2: vulnerable
1: player. All day, yeah. Board. Yeah. I saw more shoulder on it. No, oh, come Yeah. On. Come I'll on. show you pictures. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I but anyways, <laughs> they they could play off that. Uh, you know, he may need some time off on that as well. Yeah. But that's, let's play off hockey right now, Sammy. That's what that is, buddy.
3: For sure. You and know? I he should have got a two-minute penalty for boarding.
2: And
1: yeah. he,
3: he got a two-minute penalty for roughing. So,
2: like, I, I do think the refs kind of had some regret over the non-call, and that's why they pulled the one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And enough with the talk with let's let's charge everybody with five minutes and then we can look at it and go down to two. It's like, no, how about you do your job and make the great call right away?
3: It is a bit of a cop-out to
2: be
1: just handing out five. Oh, it's horrible. I said
3: in the group when I first saw it, like, real speed, I was like, oh, my God, that's a five. And then I watched again and it wasn't a five, but I thought it was a two for boarding. And they got two for roughing, so it ended up being five. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, One thing that kind of bothered me a little bit, and we'll get into Samsonov and uh, the goals that he let in. Uh, but again, if, if there's one beef I have with Sheldon Keith, a little bit, it's just making adjustments and when he does them, mm-hmm. and sticking with sticking with uh, Tavares with Marner up until I don't know six and a half minutes left with at a three-one score. Sheldon, too late, too late.
2: It was just that game they went to it, right? That's the first game they've been together.
1: Yes. You're talking about Tavares and Marner,
3: yeah. They the, finished. They finished. They made the adjustment. End in, of game four. End of game four, yeah. and they stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like
2: it. I don't know. I hear complaints kept very common. People call him over tinkerer, too quick to tinker.
1: From you, it's yeah. not quick to tinker enough. Yeah. It. It. it you can't please everyone when you don't win. You, you had. You had. You had uh, Vasilevsky going hard. You you, got to load up. Yeah. The only threat out there, pure threat, as a line, is Marner and Matthews. That's it. Everything else is spread out.
2: Kip, they they have twenty some goals this year. Is the most of any team in the playoffs. Tavares
1: is struggling. You know why Marner's with Tavares so he can be to cover him up. Right. Okay. Yes. That's not... the, the job isn't to you're, get Marner you're, points. You're it's, Marner's a great player who can get make Tavares points. better. Get get goals. Win the game.
2: They have a ton of points and have won games. I think Tavares looked uh, good last night because were... he has Marner's support.
1: See, they weren't a threat to me. Yeah. Matthews wasn't a threat to me until he tapped in an empty net goal.
2: Matthews was terrible.
1: Terrible.
2: I had, He did nothing for me last night. That's
1: why you load up.
2: It's... Okay. You know, I you're you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, and to me it gives you're you down two down lines
1: two one. JB, you're not robbing anything. You're trying to it's get a goal. Two one to tie is the not game.
2: six one. Kip, now, if you every time you go down a goal, you're changing lines. I mean, it's a uh, too aggressive.
1: You got to make adjustments. You got to read the tea leaves.
2: Those guys did go out. Uh, Matthews, Marner, and Nylander a couple of times in the game. Like they they tried to take some shots of that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, listen, you didn't have many guys going last night. Good players for me. I don't have my book in front of me exactly, but McCabe was really good. Big hits. Big hits. Skated the puck. Riley is the best player on the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, in this round. And then up front, it, tough to find anyone who's particularly good.
1: Ryan O'Reilly's good. And listen, it's so easy for me now to just keep listening to everybody go, okay, Matthews and Marner got it. It's like, listen this time of year. And it's not like Kucherov and point are killing you. No. But last night's a prime example. Nick Paul again.
2: Yeah. Def scoring. Right? got to have good lines down the lineup, you know, and then having that nice Achari roar
1: line is nice. I like that one. So outside of flex seal scoring the overtime goal, if you were to ask me just on merit alone, mm-hmm. The guy that deserves to be out of the lineup for bunting, for me, is Kerfoot. Yeah. No, I got got no problem with Kerfoot. Nothing. You didn't get a thing out of him. He's standing around on key goals, and I don't know what that flip in the crowd was, but he did zero. But he's a popular guy, and... They love him. And he's someone he's who can have some
3: speed and keep them to, up through the neutral zone. Yarnkroc's been worse than to, Kerfoot. To your point there, Kipper, though, on that play Yarnfoot? When, when they score where they score the uh the first goal after Hall tries to blow up Hagel. Kerfoot never even looked over his shoulder. Oh, he's on the hook. There. He just, he's he on just, the hook for he sure. Staring right down at his
1: feet. I'm not a you know how I feel about Yarnkroc. He has no business being on a front line yeah. other than maybe spot duty. But he kills penalties. Yeah. So I mean, Kerfoot does too. And and now and now you got, uh, Aston Reese who, hammers Hedman, and that reaction of following him to the bench was like, like gold to television to watch him in pain and grab the trainer and bring him over. Oh, yeah. He must. Be, into- he must just be. He must just be hurting so bad. Sammy thinks he's a phony.
3: He must be hurting so bad. He's playing 35 minutes a night. He's their best player. God, he's just so hurt. Buddy,
1: you can't act like that. You can't act it. I'm sorry. But that guy defies logic. You know who I liked last night? I like Nylander. But you got to finish him off. Just let me finish on Hedman. Yeah, yeah. You got to finish him off. I thought the
2: same thing. No one else
1: after that. Who else is going in next? And at least... Aston Reese has the ability to hit people still now, which I give him full credit because he's, he's doing it. Like this is a very important decision for Sheldon to get the right guy out of the lineup. And I'm not sure it's as simple as Aston Reese coming out.
2: Yeah, I, you, know, the, you know how they feel about Alex Kerfoot. He's uh, a versatile guy that can do anything, kill, play 15 minutes, skate the puck up, whatever. Aston Reese is playing eight minutes and runs into some people, but I, I don't think they'll take Kerfoot out. You know, looking at the lines for next game, interesting to think about where Bunting would go if you would put him back with Matthews or if you keep Crock there and then have like a Bunting, Ryan O'Reilly, Achari line. I like that, I like that line too. And then put Nyes in the top six, maybe Tavares. And Bunting and? Achari Bunting and Ryan O'Reilly as a third line for you. Yeah.
1: And that leaves See, you I'm, with. I'm closer to Tavares on the left side with Ryan O'Reilly. I just load up two. Shorten the bench.
2: Well, they, lo- they load up in with game one. Horses. They got beat
1: by a thousand. You know, last night's an example, though, that like, you know. Marner and Matthews should be double shifting, triple shifting. They should be – last night they should have played. Like there's some nights he's, he's, they're flirting with 28, 29 minutes. That should have been a night that they they closed on those type of numbers.
2: I actually think that if you did do 11-7, and seven, you take out Aston Reese and Lafferty, Bunting's in, and then you are – you're loaded. Like of the 11 guys, you're looking at it's Yarncroft, Matthews, Nylander, Nyes, Tavares, Marner, O'Reilly,
3: Bunting, Achari, Camp. Like, anyone on the ice, you love it. And it's the easiest conversation to have as opposed to pulling out a guy that you absolutely love in Gio or Hall who they clearly have a very tight relationship with. They were just going to
2: add Lilligren.
3: Yeah.
1: So, I don't know. Okay, Sammy, let's get to your favorite part. Oh, God. John Cooper. God, do we have to? We do. Let's go to the first one on Cooper on his big win. I said this in... The beginning of the series. Don't bet against the
0: guys. Not that group. And I'm not saying this is going to, we've won this series. We won one game. And we're still have so far to go. Uh, But to come into this environment, and it was a phenomenal environment, uh, and to play the way we did, you know, we just, as I said, a couple couple days ago, you know what? We're going back. We're going back to the rink, and uh, that's exciting for us. Uh, but they, they, uh, they dug their heels in tonight, and uh, I think who really dug his heels in tonight was uh, the goalie. And it's uh, you know his names come up a lot for various reasons over the last couple of days, and uh, I think he, I think he proved he can handle the high shots. <laughs>
3: Uh, Sammy. Oh, Mr.
2: Smug a Lug. Oh, my you God. You ain't hear this show if they beat Tampa and just let
3: Sammy unload on Coop. Listen, he's not like Vasilevsky. Like, we can have this conversation. Sure, he made some more saves than he had in the other games. It would be hard to make less saves than he did in the other games. But the Leafs had their chances to tie this game. They hit the post, they drifted a couple just wide. Matthews missed from this. Like, they for had the, tons of chances for, to, for me.
1: The the defining moment moment in the game was Marner Vasilevsky one on one. Yeah, and it was a not a good and attempt. not Mitch like move. He's got that all. Mitch's
3: got that great yes deke, the one where know. he stops hard on the forehand and brings yeah. it back and he just he feels like he kind of rushed it a little bit.
2: But I think that was how the deception is that he meant like the you know the the quick pitch if you will. Yeah, I think that's the idea there.
1: Yeah, but Vasilevsky the, was good. That, that that was a statement. Yeah. Moment. He him. stops
2: – you know, people are talking about Vasilevsky's blocker. He makes a blocker save there. He makes one on Tavares out of the traffic. Nylander had a sneaky one at the end of yeah, regulation sure through the legs that Vasilevsky sure
3: got a piece of. So, you know, he did make some save, sure. was, But, like, he was, no, wasn't – that wasn't an otherworldly no. performance that people are like – everyone in the media is like, oh, is he back? It's like yeah. – it's not like it was an otherworldly performance.
1: He, he was tracking.
3: He was fine.
1: He was I tracking.
3: Everyone wants him to, like – all the media, like, I see everybody down there tweeting, oh, God, he's on, he's locked in. Everybody wants it so bad for him to be this story that yeah. turns around. They're putting it out there. Cooper's talking about it. Sure, he was fine. He made four or five more saves he's than he had. He's up to an good, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Like, oh, you heard all <clears> the <throat> media. This heard is all, all the based media.
1: on the fact that this man has done this before. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. Didn't he go through maybe a month ago? We went four and zero oh and gave up like one goal or something. Don't you remember that stretch? I don't know. A month
2: ago, he also gave yeah, up. you know, lost six know, in a row. Or I know, something. but, but yeah. it's
1: it's it's the fact that he's been there before and yeah, done it. Of course, that's the scary part.
2: Yeah, it's not like anyone's right? talking like that if it's Grubauer or whatever.
1: You know, it's now did Cooper leave the ice with um with one finger in the air, walking off as if he was saying like that's one, that's one. I don't know. I didn't didn't see that. That's somebody at the rink said that to me. I I didn't see it myself, but this guy, does it sound like John Cooper? I didn't
2: realize we had another page of clips (laughs) here. We had so much, we had so much stuff.
1: (laughs) Okay. Let's go. Let's go right into um, getting the Leafs in that spot where Tampa Bay's crawling between the ears and, and Sammy's ears too. Let's have a listen. John um, you you still trail in the series,
0: mm-hmm. but do you think you and your team are, are now in their heads Steve's uh, question. I don't know because i I'm not in their locker room um, but we've we've had this experience our most recent uh, playoff series very similar circumstances you know, we, we went into Colorado in an unbelievable environment with the Stanley Cup on the line not just a first round and and we found a way to win but we didn't find a win the next one and, and you have to learn from those moments and how to not look at game seven like I don't game seven is irrelevant uh, game six is all what matters and it's about just winning one game and we would be a shame on us if we think we're going to go home and um that's going to be the difference for us. Uh, it's urgency and effort. That'll be the difference. And we need to bring that to game six.
3: What yeah. a question by Steve Simmons. Are you in their Love head?
1: It. Love it. Yeah. I, I did get confirmation that he did leave the ice with one finger.
3: Giving it to the
2: fans? like That's one? That's one. Ah, good. Good for you, John. <laughs> <laughs> God. Well, give him credit. He's, he's entered the a, kitchen again, boys. Yeah, he's got a great sense of how to do that. It is a unique art.
1: Yeah. Where else do you want to go?
2: Well, we got a number of things here. It depends if we want to stay on Cooper or not. Um I am curious just Keith on their lineup changes because I haven't heard that clip and we it's a pretty important conversation I think before Saturday night, isn't it? Yeah, that's from
3: today he spoke before they uh, he spoke after they had a meeting today. So you can Let's hear that yeah.
5: one. We're looking at everything uh, here today, Steve. We got a couple of things happening, you know, with some of our players in terms of uh, injuries and such. That will will play itself out throughout the day today and probably part of tomorrow. But yeah, we're looking at what are all our options might be to give us the best opportunity to, to get going tomorrow. Ooh, I heard Geo there. Yes, of course.
3: Um, a good friend of the show, Brent Gunning, just texted me. He said, can confirm Cooper walked off like he was Joe Namath after winning the Super Bowl last night.
1: <laughs> it does rub people off the wrong way, for sure. Yeah, he's a hero. But He does that every day with you, so I don't know what he's the big deal hero. is. He's a hero. get it. <laughs> um, with Morgan going the way he's going, less of a need for Gustafson.
2: Yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. It does devalue the need. It's not power place, like
5: power place struggling. Humming,
2: yeah. Every Honestly, every time there's a loose puck, you know, I'll, you know, I'm rooting for the Leafs here, like openly rooting for the Leafs for the good of our show and our fan base. And every time there's a loose puck, I just hope it's 44 who shows up in the screen right now, which is very different from how it felt in season. He has been unbelievable, fellas. Unbelievable. Every time he touches it, he makes the right play right now. Well, it's. You know what? His skating too has it's, made a big difference. It's all
1: we've said that. Yeah. You just know when he's skating, and yeah. uh, he can control the pace of play just with his feet alone, and his timings better. Yeah, he has confidence; he can
2: get that puck through. A couple times, the puck gets behind him with the goalie pulled, and he, you know, he outraces a couple guys with body position. Like he's just he's been really good.
1: The problem is, is that there's one of them. Yeah, there's really just the one standout for going to another level right now.
2: I think McCabe has been there too. I mean, you know, more recently, maybe not the whole series, but I think he's finding it a little bit. Last game, I thought he he really skated the puck well, and who he, he crumpled uh, Ace Mo- No, no a crum- Hagel. And point. And point. top point. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. What do you think of uh, their play so far, their top players?
2: It, well, I mean, silent, right? Like, that's actually a concern. You know, how you get to this point, point you're up 3-2. It's like, Brayton point,
1: Stamkos, Kucherov. He hasn't shot the puck in the net yet. Stamkos. Only time I
2: saw Kucherov, I think he tipped one. He, uh, yeah, he kicked it. Oh, yeah. yeah I, went I, off his body. I saw yeah. Kucherov once last game when Hall took him into the boards. Kind of in a rough play. But, I, you know, other than that, he was, he was quiet too. So, you know, the one thing that is standing out to me, though, more and more is that experienced fourth line of Tampa Bays. There's still a problem. And the fourth line of the Leafs, as much as they're giving them something that they have lacked in years past,
1: yeah. they can't. They're not yeah. doing what that fourth line's doing. And Anthony Sorelli. Like, he's... Gamer, right? Yeah, gamer. And you know, Austin's got to be better than him.
3: He's yeah. he's their version of...
1: Uh, oh, my God, the guy from Montreal. Deneau. Yeah. Deneau, thank you. Yeah. Philip Deneau.
3: Yeah, With more skill, more scoring ability. He's a great player. Clutch.
1: Okay, uh... Where are you, uh, before we get going here, Samsonov, listen, it's, he. Crazy we haven't talked about him yet. Yeah, I know, but we are right now. This time of year, you don't remember the saves you make. Mm. You remember the ones that you let in. Well said. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know about Samsonov in this series.
2: Because I had his number written down the way I take my notes, 35 up arrow for, like, big saves, good save, good save, good save. doesn't but matter. It doesn't matter. Two of them are so bad, so
1: atrocious, that it's just deflating. What's the kid's name who scored his first goal? Er, Asamo? Asamo?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, when I saw that go in, I'm like, Jack Campbell, game seven, Brendan Gallagher. Gallagher. Is it New Dyke on Laleem? Worst, worst goal I've ever let in my whole career.
2: Here's what Mike McKenna said. I've got caught between post-integrations. His instinct was telling him to go RVH, but his brain went into override mode. He also subconsciously was loading up on his right leg to advance of Ace going cross-crease, which never happened. So he's thinking like he's caught
3: between all these things in his head and just kind of gets his legs tangled up. He, Mike McKenna also said, who is a trusted friend of the show, Not kidding when I say this. The Leafs need Wall. They may still get past the Tampa Bay Lightning without him between the pipes, but he's the best option they've got.
1: I I want to get into that too because this is – now you're flirting into that area where you have no safety net at all behind Samsonov. And if, in fact, the Leafs lose game six and he lets a couple of goals in like he did – in game five. Yeah, you can't start Wall in game you seven. You can't go to Wall. You can't. You know, it's too late, and yeah. it's too much of a gamble. And yet, he could still maybe find a way to win game seven, just based on new energy. But it's too it's too much of a risk. So you would consider Wall game six and Samsonov game I, seven, I, if need be? No, I would flip it. I would give Samsonov one more chance tomorrow night, and if he... Dumps. You give Wall- oh, no, 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 okay, no, no. Okay, I'm okay. saying you can't do that. Okay, okay, oh. okay, okay. But what I'm, my point is, is they've left himself vulnerable in this area. Sure. That 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 should be that's been a for theme for of con- this show for a contending team that should have had two goalies that you have confidence in to win one hockey game. It's no longer there. And even if Samsonov goes in there and 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 looks worse than he did. In game five, you, you've left yourself no Scott, choice but to go to Samsonov one more time. To fix it. That third goal, the Paul goal, like I, he I actively hate, shimmies his way out of
2: the net. He, I hated I, that goal more than I hated the first. If he the just, second goal. If he does nothing, it might hit him. He had to actively remove himself from the shooting lane. But it's, I thought, He I, actually gets himself tangled
3: with his own D. It's, it was like freaking it's out. It's a bit of a confusing game, though, because after he lets in that terrible softy, the second one, He's really good for a long time. He made a a ton of
2: great saves, a ton, but Kipper's making that exact point that sometimes your goaltender needs to be great all the way
1: through and win you a hockey game. Yeah, 100%. And he was not that. If we go back to the 10 clinching games that they've lost, and I'm talking about this group. Yeah. But this group. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. 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 This group's lost 10. Gotcha. In those 10 games, if you could have just made one switch in the position and took their opponent's goalie and put it in the yeah. leaf net, yeah, they
3: went like eight of them. How many? Uh, honestly, close to seven or eight, probably for sure. They've had the worst goalie in
2: or
1: the every, worst goalie in every elimination game. All these
3: games and are it, the goddamn
1: and not even close. <laughs> like not even like like by a wide margins. Right, like bad goals that you'll remember. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it, and it is, you just can't play the game assuming you're going to need the goalie to take it. So you need maybe you need to outplay them by ten percent
1: and not one percent. Which is one one of those clinching games where the Leafs have the first star be their goalie. And it yeah. that's it. What? I mean, yeah, not the clinching games. They had one this series. In- no, no, clinching games. Yes, I know. First star. Yeah. Which yeah. Which is often the case for teams that advance.
3: Yeah. You go, oh, they certainly weren't the better
1: okay, team. Okay, Sammy. But-
3: All right. So it's time for playoff picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. And this is one where I have completely looked at the panic mode side of things. <laughs> um... If you are interested in another happiness hedge, your price for the Bolts to win this series has gone way down. It's now at plus 325. Heading into the game yesterday it was at plus 900. So you've lost a little bit of value there. But still, a good happiness hedge available. And I had to look at this because I hate myself, basically. But um, Tampa now is 40-1 to 1 to win Stanley Cup. So if they happen to find a way to come back and rally in this, and you look at the way the Eastern Conference is and how Boston – like you could make worse bets than that. So just putting that out there. Kraken, pretty sizable home dog tonight. Uh, if you think they're close, uh, if they close out the banged up Avs, getting a pretty good price at plus 135, and they're on home ice. Avs have been bad. So I, I don't know how you guys lean in that one, but I don't think the Avs have another punch.
2: I got some thoughts on these. Uh, the idea that Tampa's 40 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup, I don't think this Tampa team's very good, guys. Okay. I know that. I, I, I don't think they've got it to go four rounds in them. Like, I just. The Leafs need to beat this team because I I don't think they're playing a very fast team. I don't think they're playing a team with a great defense. I don't think they got any excuses. They're beatable.
3: They're beatable. This is a beatable hockey club. I agree with that. If the Leafs lose this series, they will have beaten themselves. 100%.
2: And I like the home dog in Seattle at plus 135. The other one tonight, Carolina's plus money on that 365.
1: They're plus 100. Speaking of dog, I'm going with that dog that sits at the top of the stairs. Oh, my God. And he bounces the (laughs) ball into two baskets. Yes. And he's got Tampa winning game six.
3: He's he the Corgi, whatever that dog's name is. God bless him. Has nailed every game so far.
1: Yes.
2: He hits like a beach ball into a Tampa or a Toronto basket. He hits seven balls. He is five for five and calling it. He has Tampa winning game six and the Leafs in game seven.
1: I'd, I'd rather take his advice than yours. Well, and, that's right. Advanced Corgi metrics and here.
3: Last one quickly before we go. Bruins tonight with a chance to close it out if you think they're going to do it. Um, Bruins with a Pasternak goal and a Taylor Hall point pays plus 375. And tempting. There you All go. Right. And that's been Playoff Picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds, fellas.
1: Former NHL president, GM, and head coach Doug McLean. It is off the rails Friday. No better guy to drive it off the cliff for us. Doug McClain. And if uh, you give us a thumbs up on the show, we love it. Love bringing you guys this show daily. Give us a rating and review also if you get a chance. Back after these words with Doug McClain.
4: Big opinions and in-depth conversations covering the Leafs,
0: Jays, Raptors, and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is Real Kipper and
0: Board on Sportsnet 590
1: The Fan. I am kind of nervous a little bit on our next guest on this Friday um, because I, I don't know where he's going to go.
2: I'm sure he greatly supports the Leafs' effort so far and believes they'll succeed tonight,
1: tomorrow. All right, let's bring him in. Doug McClain from pickleball hey. to the Leafs with... Uh, a game last night, Mac, where everybody just felt the vibes that this one was different, and they got a whole lot of the same. Is that the way you saw it? Yeah.
6: Yeah, it really was. Uh, now I've got a neck on my ear. Can you tell the intern to call me back?
1: Yeah, we will. We will. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks. Ask him if it's better. Give us a break. Yeah. Is that good better. now? Great. All right. So, listen, uh, uh, did, did it? Uh, did the game come in the way of a, a nice dinner and a bottle of wine last night, or were you really focused?
6: You know what? I had a depressing night. I, as you know, I picked the Leafs to win. And uh, as you know, George Glantz, a great friend of mine, lifelong friend. Yeah, he's in
1: a flipping- bit of a pickle, too.
6: Well, between flipping back and forth the two games, it could it became... I started to drink as the night went on. You know, <laughs> just, it unbearable. But, I mean, listen. I, I look at the Leafs. I mean, seriously, guys. You guys have to be really nice and positive. That's your gig there, and that's your stick. But th- this team has been awful the last three games. They played five minutes three games ago and won, luckily. They played eight minutes the game before and came back from a 4-1, credit to them, credit to them. But, I mean, to think they played a solid playoff game in the last three games is is not accurate. They're lucky. They're lucky they're in this series, let alone leading the series, because of the way they've ineffectively moved the puck out of their own end, the way they haven't really forechecked the defense that's beaten up and is in is – and not a great blue line after you go by Shugachev and the big boy, Hedman. I mean, if they had Chernak playing, if he was healthy, this might be a totally different series right now, boys. And Hedman healthy. So I'm, I'm nervous that, you know, it's going to be Vasilevsky and Samsonov in a two out of three. And Vasilevsky has not been very good. And Samsonov's been good and average, so this is going to be this is frightening. And and I mean, the Leafs still should win the series with the way the back end is on Tampa. That that is not a Stanley Cup back end, and they and they don't forecheck them. They don't pressure that blue line. I don't get it. Anyway,
2: and so where does the I guess where does the fault lie or where can they be better is this like a hey they need more out of their stars situation or is this a they need more of the Hall and Giordano and the the guys that people think of as a little bit less important
6: Well you know you hate to see a pair go, go minus 3 in a game and everybody's ripping Hall I mean it's not just Hall I mean yeah he's the guy that got beat he's the guy that was minus 3 Giordano looks looks slow at at 40 years of age. He should be slow at 40, but he still thinks the game. But, I I mean, I'm not excited about the way the McCabe has moved the puck. I'm not excited about the way any of them have moved the puck out of their own. Morgan Riley's played his tail off, and he's created offense and done a good job scoring. But this team has not moved the puck out of their own, and their forwards on the breakouts have been abysmal. I mean, they're cheating coming out of their own end. When you cheat coming out of your own end, you cheat all the way down the ice, and yeah, they need they need more. John Tavares, like, oh, I mean, yeah. Well, anyway, I don't get this Marner with Tavares. So you protect Mar- Tavares. You need Marner to protect eleven million dollar guy. Are you kidding me? Put him with Matthews, where they excel. You've got a three one series lead, and you put him with Tavares because you're scared Tavares can't play five on five. Mac, I don't know. Is there no, you, 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 you Am coach... I wrong? Am I wrong or what?
2: Well, it depends if you want him to cover up for the. The guy makes eleven million dollars, but you watch the games, Doug. He's not not been great.
6: Yeah. I, okay. Well, put a put a checker with him then to help him. Don't put your best player and and affect your best player by putting him with him. Put a checker with him to do that job.
1: Mac, you went to a Stanley Cup final. How hard was it over that stretch of of wanting to change your lineup, or you know were, were there times when you were really upset at, at players for not uh performing like what do you do do you you pat them on the back and encourage them, or do you rip them like what's Sheldon doing right now? Well, you know what
6: you're up three two, so you you're certainly not ripping them but you make you make subtle changes in your lineup. I mean, you've got to you've got to address the defense situation, what you're going to do there, and he's got a couple of options that he's going to probably have to do. But then you're putting a guy in that hasn't played. That, that's 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 the downside there. But up front, you subtly, continually throughout the playoffs, make line changes and and subtle line changes. But I don't. I don't. I mean, I think you typically tinker with the bottom of your lineup. If you get into this situation where you're tinkering with your top lines, I don't think it's healthy, and I think it shows a, a weakness with your group if you have to do that. So, you know, I mean, you, you've had an unbelievable year with the way you've played your team. I think you've got to stick to the formula and not make panic moves. So. Does bunting go back in the lineup? I mean, surely the Gotti's learned a lesson. Maybe not, but you've got to go with the most experienced lineup you can go with going into these next two games because you're playing a Stanley Cup finalist, Stanley Cup champion, who feel pretty good about their games the last three games. They don't feel good just about last night. They feel good about the last three games, the way they played overall throughout 60 minutes.
2: So does that mean you wouldn't put in Lilligrand or, or Gustafson and instead give Hall and Gio another shot as the experienced guys?
6: Well, no, I think you've got to. I think you've got to consider Lilligrand and you've got to look at the five on five play and say, okay, five on five play. Who is going to be who's going to be better for you, Lilligrand or Hall? Who's going to be the better player five on five? Because that's got to be your number one focus. Yeah. And then you make your decision. I mean, they know them a lot better than me, but uh, you know, I, I think something's got to give. The And, I mean, I didn't like him all year in Chicago. I. Or in or Washington, Washington. I, I don't know what they. I don't know what they saw this guy. I, I liked him a couple of years ago, but I sure didn't like him this year. So I don't know what he brings to the table. Has he even been around? I mean, I thought he went home or something.
1: We're talking to Doug McLean, former NHL president, GM, and head coach. Mac Justin brought this up uh, uh, yesterday, or no, actually two days ago about the Bunting decision. I thought it was a, a no-brainer that he the Leafs are rolling. It's three-one and. He's not going in, and it ended up being a much deeper conversation with a lot of people split on him, putting him back in the lineup or not. And uh, I'm just wondering where you sat on that decision. Hindsight, of course, is 20 and maybe they could have used his 50 points in the lineup last night, but is this going to be one of those defining moments in this series if it doesn't turn out well where that could end up looking like a really bad decision?
6: No, I, I, I didn't have a problem with him coming out of the lineup uh, last game. I mean, he, he had problems late in the season, didn't seem to learn his lesson, although maybe the most, the most positive thing is he knocked one of their best defensemen out of the series. Dirty that it was, he knocked a guy out that really is hurting their back end. Because as I said, this is not a Stanley Cup back end, in my opinion. So, you know, that's the positive. But I think here, here's the bottom line. The kid just was suspended. He sat out. To me, if you think he's in your top 12, he should play. If you think he's in your top 12 players of what you have in your bench right now or in your dressing room, if he's one of the top 12, then he should play in the next game because this is Keith and the Leafs' biggest game that they've played in the last five years, this game on Saturday night. Forget all the rest of them that they lost. This is a monumental game in Tampa Bay where they can end the series. So they got to go with their best lineup they can possibly go with.
2: What is the deal, Doug, with this team's inability to get it done 11 times now going back to 2013? Call it 10 times going back the past six years in these elimination games. Like, Is it a mental thing? Do you think they, they struggle with pressure for some reason?
6: You know, that's that's really hard to say because look at who has turned the games around for them when they didn't play very well in games three and four. It, you know, I mean, they were they were horrible in Tampa. They were horrible in Toronto, down 4-1, down late in the other game, and their stars came through and won it for them, whether it's Morgan Riley, whether it's Matthews, whether it's Marner, whether it's, you know, making big plays. uh um, Ryan O'Reilly making big plays, their stars really did come through for them. So it doesn't appear to be pressure, but it, it I, I don't know. I mean, I am blown away that with that defense that Tampa is playing right now with Radish, uh, public Bogosian and Cole as your four of your six, that is not a good enough blue line to be able to handle the firepower of the Leafs. If they, you know, I I don't like the fact that the Leafs have not forechecked this group ferociously, but they're not really a forechecking team. Maybe that's why you need bunting in there. You need some guys that are going to really take the forechecking level to another level and go hard after this back end. And they haven't done them. They've let them off the hook as far as I'm concerned. They've scored four or five goals from the point guys that that's just luck that's just shooting the puck and getting some luck because this defense can't move people away from the front of the net those were lucky goals I thought so we'll see what happens
1: Mac I want to talk to you about uh... one
6: final thing one final thing you look at the way the Leafs play with their skill and you look at the way the New Jersey Devils play with their skill I see a team that is fast in New Jersey, I see a team that shuts down the neutral zone, not allowing the Rangers at any speed because of the way they're playing the neutral zone. That's all a trapping style system. And I see a back end of Marino, Sigenthaler, Hamilton and Graves who move the puck like crazy out of their own end. And yet they're both similar skill.
5: The big
1: blue line too, different. back there for New Jersey. Yeah. I want to ask you about yeah. John Cooper. And I, I I don't think I've ever, even when I played, I don't, maybe Keenan up here uh, one year that we played against St. Louis, but I've never recalled a, a coach that loved probably coming into this market and and holding court with the media. And he, he's he's good. I mean, we, we break down what he says, how he says it, and the message, the, the underlining uh, theme or wh- whatever the case is. Mac, does, does it play at all into this series? I, I or, think or is it just way, noise?
6: No, I think the way he handles himself is, is something he's been since he coached in the North American League and through the USHL and through, you know where, where it, it's his confidence that's given him an NHL career. And I think he spreads an air of confidence among his group. Do they they like everything he says in the dressing room? No. Like every other coach. Do they like everything he says in the media? No. But they like the air of confidence. They like the fact that he says, hey, I wouldn't bet against this group going into last night's game. I would not bet against this group. And, oh, yeah, Vasilevsky. The genius on Sportsnet there that said he can't stop shots in the point and high shots, all of a sudden he can catch a puck. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I, love how he, I love how he played that. I mean, Stevie Y and Cooper and Tampa must be so excited with those comments coming out of the desk in Sportsnet. Like, oh, my God. When, when I, I've never seen a head coach do that in my life. Anyway, Crazy. What uh, what are your thoughts, Doug? On uh, I even forget his I even forget his name. What's his name? Derek Lalonde. Oh yeah, Derek Lalonde. And Derek's a good guy. He's a nice guy. But come on, you want to be an analyst or you want to be a coach? Like seriously. What
2: anyway. are your thoughts on what's at stake for the current coach of the Leafs and the general manager here?
6: Well, I thought he was getting a five million dollar deal in Pittsburgh. I thought it was already done. <laughs> <not> <laughs> what I thought. I don't know. This is the new NHL. Everybody has a job now before they're fired. You used to get fired and have to look for a job. Now you get jobs when you're still playing. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I'm I don't. not sure that's new the style. case.
1: There. Oh well
6: we'll see. Mm-hmm. I know you know what the stake? Hey look, they've done a good job. They've got a good team. They've played really hard. They cannot lose this series, boys. They cannot lose this series. They can they, they got to win this series. And I whether they survive or not, I don't care whether they survive or not. I I mean, I, I think the leagues deserve to win, and it, it'll be a sin if they don't win this series with a 3-1 lead against a beat-up. This isn't the Tampa Bay Lightning who have beaten them before. This is the beat-up, thinned-out Tampa Bay Lightning team. This isn't comparable to the team that beat them last year.
1: Not even close. Mac, just one more thought maybe on on Sheldon. I I, I mentioned to JB, I'm not sure he's buying into uh, the fact that I thought, you know, the in-game adjustments that coaches make this time of year and the importance of it and the timing of it can turn, you know, it can turn a game around. Am I overplaying this? I think think
6: in-game adjustments, Uh, I I don't know about that as much as pre-game adjustments. I mean, how are you going to defend the neutral zone? How are you going to break the puck out of your own zone? What are you going to adjust to make your breakouts clean and quick and and get your rush on and get some speed through the neutral zone? I think those are the adjustments that have to be critical. And line adjustments are always critical. In-game line adjustments. Reading who's going, who's not going, and making some flips, and he's done that pretty effectively at times this year. I think that's what you're talking about—line adjustments. That's—you're not going to, you know, you don't you tweak a system, but you don't change a system in a game, for the most part.
1: Are we going seven in this series?
6: I think it'll go seven. I think it'll probably go seven. I hope I'm wrong on that, but I think it'll go seven. And uh,
1: Sammy ain't going to make it. Our Sammy's not going to make it.
6: He he's uh, like he's a nervous Nelly. He he should get into another business, you know. <laughs> he panics. He panics when I got echoes in my earplugs. And every I mean, he's he's dev- I've never seen a guy so. He's like I guess Elliot used to be devastated when you know one of his one of his sources would get fired, and you know, or Sammy, you know, with the Leafs playing the way they are, or. Jason are born when the Islanders lose. I mean, people take things to heart, you know, but Sammy's got to grow up, grow some, grow (laughs) (laughs) some. He's got to grow some.
1: All right. You're good now. You got anything else? You talked Rangers, anything else? Uh, Tickling
6: your fancy out there. Oh oh, yeah. I love, I, 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 I'm reading today that the Ottawa senators who lose, I don't know, do they lose twenty million a year? I know Anthony of law would never tell me what they're losing because he used to tell me Arizona were making money when he when we used to interview him. They're worth a billion dollars, like how are they worth a billion dollars <laughs> like what somebody explain that to me? They don't make money Good question four hundred they got four hundred plus million in debt, and they it's they need a new building and they're worth a billion dollars. Didn't Seattle go for six fifty in a major city with a beautiful building? And I don't, I don't get the, how this Gary's the best multiplier in the history of <laughs> multipliers.
1: I, I got mean, no comment. A billion, JB,
6: a billion
2: dollars. You
1: got any loose change over there, JB? No, I
2: think you, know, you know a couple senators? of people that might have a few bucks. The old Commanders deal doesn't go through. You might know someone who can.
1: Mac, a bill. put a group together uh, uh, at uh, Boca Vista. There, I couldn't put a group together
6: to buy the Western Capitals in Summerside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Always a pleasure, pal.
6: Look, uh, go Leafs, and tell uh, your producer Sammy. just to relax, relax, and grow some. See you later. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Mac. <laughs> see you bud all right doug mcclain former nhl president stanley cup finalist with the florida panthers been there done that bought the t-shirt okay take a quick break brian bradley ex-nhler does a terrific job down in florida covering the panthers we'll get his thoughts and the growing confidence of the lightning nick kiprios justin Bourne, back after these words
6: Unrivaled insight,
3: analysis, and opinions on all things blue jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 the Fan. All right,
1: let's welcome in Brian Bradley, xNHeller. Does a terrific job down in Tampa Bay covering the Lightning. Brads, how are you, pal?
4: Good, good. Who's this, Nick or Justin? Uh, this is
1: Kipper, and I'm with Justin Bourne. Kipper? yeah,
4: hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing today? Yeah, yeah you know, I just got back into uh, Tampa this afternoon. Um, you know, I wasn't with the team, but we were uh, with some, uh, you know, on a Learjet flying back down, and that was a good game last night for the Lightning.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's great as a as an ex-player, man. You've seen both sides of this town, right?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. You know what? Uh, I mean, you know what? The, you know, the Leafs have a really good team. It's just, you know, like I said, it's tough. The Lightning, you know, they're a tough team. You know, they're a tough team to put away because, you know, they've had to go through their ups and downs and, Um, You know, they've had some great moments and not great moments. And, you know, I mean, I think they learned a lot when they lost in 20, uh, you know, when they lost, they lost to Columbus four straight after having that super great record. And, you know, it just, it, that just changed the team somehow. And uh, they learned how to win and and that's what it takes. You know, Kipper, I mean, you played with the Rangers, you know, your star players, your, you know, your Messiers and Leeches, they got to step up when the big games count. You know, that's, that's when it all boils down to in, in, in playoff hockey.
2: Brian, how are the uh, the Lightning surviving, not just surviving, but thriving with a decor that's missing Eric Chernak? And, um, you know, Victor Hedman seems a little banged up. How are they hanging in there so well?
4: Yeah, you know what? It, it, it's a big loss. I mean, when you talk about uh, Chernak, I mean, he was kind of like the Ryan McDonough. I mean, we had to let Ryan McDonough go to Nashville for that reason. And, you know, Ryan McDonough is a great shot blocker. You know, Sergachev and Chernak have learned so much from him. I mean, you know what, uh, but, you know, we definitely miss a guy like that, not having both those guys in the lineup. And, you know, Hedman's at 50% probably. I mean, we all know he's injured a bit, and, I um, mean, you can tell on the bench some of the shifts he's had, he's in pain and stuff. But, uh, you know, Victor Hedman at 50% is better than most guys at 100. He's kind of like the Ray Bork or the Brian Leach or whoever you want to call it. He he makes the team go, and, you know, uh, I mean, just to have him in the lineup, you know, the guys look up to him and, you know, you you, you can't replace the Victor Hedman or, you know, like Kale McCars in the NHL. They're just too good of players.
1: You know, you you mentioned star players this time of year, and it's not that, that Kucherov and uh, Point have been horrible here, but their numbers don't reflect uh, what other top players are doing, including uh, Mitch Marner at, at 11 points. Yet, I mean... This time of year, it's about third and fourth liners as well. But should Leafs fans be a little nervous about these these big <laughs> guns like getting it going here? Well,
4: you know, you know what, Nicky, I, 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 you know, I think they play pretty good. You know, I mean, uh, you know, like Stamkos has been not as good, and I think Kutrop and Point have been well. I mean, I, I don't know what's Point after that hit from uh, you know Rhino or uh, you know, Yep, Morgan uh, Riley, you know. Yeah, Morgan Riley. I mean, you know, he kind of hasn't been the same, if you ask me. I mean, it's part of the game. He's probably playing injured. No one knows what it is. But, I mean, when he went in the boards, I thought he was dead. I mean, I thought he broke his shoulder, broke yeah. his collarbone. He's gone. And then to see him back on the ice is like, is that him out there right now? And uh, But, you know, guys have injuries at the end of the day. And, you know, I mean, you know, I think, you know, Mitch Marner and Matthews have played good in my books. I thought they played better last year. I mean, you know, I know the numbers show they're doing well, but a lot of times it's second assists. And I, I mean, I look at the whole game and oh. really playing good. Or, you know, Ryan O'Reilly to me has been outstanding for the Leafs as uh, a pickup. And, you know, Samsonov's played well. I mean, you know, they, 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 you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, the Leafs had a good opportunity to put us away last night and they didn't. And, you know, it's going to be tough to knock Tampa out at home, especially after losing two straight. I mean their home record's been outstanding, and and when you look at it realistically, guys, five out of six periods in Tampa, we really dominated the game. I mean we lost both games. It's just you know, guy behind the thing.
2: Is that me or uh, <laughs> is he? I, di- I didn't even get him. We a... lose him.
1: I didn't get a, a, a blink. That... No. You want to try him again, Sammy?
2: Uh all right, the, we're going to try to the gentleman. I hope we do get him back cuz he he knows his stuff.
1: All yes. Right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just- well, listen uh I well, uh, got a chance to play against him in junior yeah. uh with the London Knights and then uh you know, he had a good career too as well and a couple of years here in Toronto uh but a good portion of that uh, that start in Tampa Bay had uh, Brian Bradley's uh, fingerprints all over it.
2: Yeah, and obviously been covering the team for some time now and has a pretty good sense for what makes him tick.
1: And he gets to ride on Jets. That's nice. <laughs> That's a <laughs> nice perk,
2: for sure. It's interesting, though, having been able to see the team from the collapse against Columbus through the Stanley Cups and all that, it's crazy to me that the Leafs haven't taken that moment from their own disappointments you know the whole okay what we did in the past didn't work we need to be different it's amazing that that hurdle hasn't been
1: cleared all right let's welcome in uh, brian bradley yeah sorry guys no no I, problem you know, for at some all.
4: reason the phone dropped on me back here in tampa but uh like i said uh you know i mean i i think you know when you look at everything i mean the guy who's played just okay and you know i i agree with everybody is Vasilevsky probably played his best game in the playoffs last night. He's been okay for us, you guys. Like, Nick, you know, I mean, you know, you had Richter and Ned and different goals you played in the NHL, but Vasilevsky was so good for the last three years. And, you know, you know, I was at all the games, one, two, three, four. I mean, he played okay in all the games, not good at all. You know, last night he made a huge save on Marner, made some big saves to keep us in the game, and that's what Vasilevsky does, but... I mean, he hasn't been as good, but you know what? He had a big game last night. Hopefully, you know, he keeps going from there.
1: You, you got to follow-up on Vazzy? No, go ahead. Okay, I, I, in terms of uh, Brad Vasilevsky and the impact he has, uh, and I'm talking about uh, on and off the ice here. Listen, we've we played, we played with some great goalies, uh, both of us, and there are the goalies that you – absolutely just leave alone and they for the most part leave you alone they just go and do their job and and that's enough and then there's other ones that are more vocal and uh, are more involved and where does Vasilevsky sit for you and I, I factor in his intensity his passion and you know his willingness to get involved in that room
4: yeah, you know what? I don't think he's a vocal guy, Nick. You know what I mean? He's not one of those guys that's going to stand up. He's a workhorse. He's one of those goalies that never wants to get off the ice. Like, you literally have – John Cooper has to tell him to get off the ice. You know, you've just had 150 shots in practice, and he wants more. I mean, he just loves the game. He loves to compete. He loves to work. He's not a vocal guy. He's very quiet, if you ask me. Um, you know, when I talked to him a few times, he doesn't say a lot, but, you know, it doesn't mean he's not intense and ready to play. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, like I said, you know, when you talk about, you know, goaltending that, you know, we played against in the day, I mean, he's not, he's not there yet, but his numbers at, you know, at some point will be like, I mean, you know, playing against Patrick Watt, Dominic Kasich, or Marty Berdur, you, you know, you had to have your A game. Cause anytime you had you, you scored two or three goals or, you know, in a game and you had to score three against those guys, you weren't winning. Hard to put a puck in the net. Against those guys, so you know he's in that same kind of aura as those guys. But I mean, he's still got a long time left in his career. But you know, Vazhi is such a good goalie. But you know, maybe sometimes in, in everybody's career they go through little ups and downs. And this year's been really kind of an up and down year. There's been times Vazhi's been, oh my God, look at him, he looks amazing. There's other times it's like, what is like I I I don't just don't understand. I don't see it. You know what I mean? Yep. So Which- you know, and and that's go ahead, go ahead.
2: I'll just, you know, go ahead. If you have more on Vasilevsky, I was going to ask you about Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. No, Cooper, you know, he, he yeah. mentioned some stuff on Vasilevsky and how, um, you know, he, he looked great. He's trying to kind of pump him up in the media and the quotes that we hear in Toronto, you know, how, how much is Cooper calculated in terms of what he says? How much does he seem to thrive in the playoffs where he gets to kind of set the tone for his team?
4: Yeah, you know, John's a great coach. I mean, his record speaks for itself. Whether it's in, you know, the USHL where he's played in Green Bay, won championships in American Hockey League where they won 28 straight games one season in the playoffs to win the championship, which to me it is ridiculous to win 28 straight playoff games or whatever the number was. But the players love him. They love playing for him. You know, he, he drives up his game plan. They execute. Execute it. He's not one of those coaches that yells and screams and 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 says stuff, he, he, if you make a mistake and, you know, you do it three times in a row, he's going to come and see you. But at the end of the day, he's one of those coaches that the players just love playing for. And you know what? Uh, he's good in the media. He was a lawyer. So he knows how to, uh, what, what to say and not to. And I, I mean, he, to me, he's probably the best coach in the NHL. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, how he's never won coach of the year in the NHL. is just beyond me. Really? It's like he's owed one and coach somehow. of the year. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, maybe at some time. But he's never won coach of the year. So, I mean, I don't know. With some of the records and some of the things we've won over the last, what, three years? Or since 2015, going to the Stanley Cup, you know, what, four times? But, you know, he's a really good coach. And he knows how to execute. And he's won at every level. So, you know what? Uh, it's not like he's just been to the NHL. One, he won a junior, won the American Hockey League, and he's won in the NHL. Hey, Brad, I mean...
1: Listen, they're still experienced. They're still champions in many ways. And their, their fight, again, is, is surfacing. But has there been anything that stood out to you with their inconsistencies since January? And at, and at times, for sure, the struggles of Vasilevsky. Is there one thing that stood out for you in the back of the, of the season that says maybe it could creep up in the next game or two?
4: Well, you know what? I mean, I think we've been dealing with this all year, guys like Nick, you know, and, and Justin. And, uh, I mean, we we went to, we played a lot of hockey over the last three years. I mean, you know what? Uh, I've been to the Stanley Cup finals three years in a world, won twice. I mean, last year, if we don't lose points, I think we win three in a row. He's just that good a player. I mean, you know, Colorado beat us 4 2, but without, you know, it's like taking Mitch Marner out of your lineup in the Stanley Cup finals, it's hard to win. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the guys have been banged up all year and you know what, uh, it, it, you know, it's, and, and they're finding a way to win. But I, I think, like I said, they've just played so much hockey over the last three years. It's it, I think it could be coming to a head with them, but they just keep finding a way to win and they're hard to put out at the end of the day because they know what they need to do and they don't make mistakes. They keep it simple. They keep it. They don't like the other team, you know, they don't let the other team, you know, they let them make mistakes and they capitalize them because they're not going to make that mistake. And, you know, it's like guys like you look at Plot playing for New Jersey. He's got a couple of key goals for New Jersey. He was a big part of the team here in Tampa. But, uh, I mean, you know what, like I said, you know Toronto's a really good team. I mean, you know, can they get it done? Maybe. But at the end of the day, they're not going to be easy. The Tampa Bay Lightning will not go down without a fight. So I got a feeling we're going to game seven because I would be shocked if they can beat us three games at at home here on Saturday night.
1: Hey, Brad, great stuff, man. Um, really appreciate you making time for us. I, enjoy game six Saturday night, and, and uh, we'll see what comes of it. Thanks for doing this, pal.
4: You betcha. You, you betcha, you Kipper and Borny. Have a great day and see what happens. And, you know, go from there. We'll probably be back in Toronto on Monday. All right. It'll be interesting.
1: <laughs> Thanks a lot. Former National Hockey Leaguer. Almost 700 games, and yeah. like I said, a real talented player, Brian Bradley. I think he closed by saying we'll probably be back in Toronto for Game 7. Did he Did he give you, Sammy, a little bit of hope with uh we've played a lot of hockey um, here and it could catch up to us? Nah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm tapped.
3: Boys, let's, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the Jets. Let's talk about their misery. I, I can't. Yeah. I need to see one more hockey game before I give more Leafs takes. It's just a... a it's so hard yeah. to picture. Like, he's right. It is so hard for me to picture them going down there winning three games in that building. Well,
2: Cooper did have some comments about winning three in Toronto and what an accomplishment it would be for Tampa Bay to win this series by doing it that way.
1: Yeah. For, Toronto has the
2: option to do it too. What,
1: what, what did we say the road team is? Like they're five or six games over 500 yeah. league wide. Like it's, it's strange. It has been really strange. And now this the year. Rangers can't win at home. They can't win on the road. They're running out of places to play. <laughs> I think that's right. I think they that's have a hairy, shuffled their lines. That's a Harry Neal line. If I. That's
2: a really good line. If I, yeah, <laughs> for it. their lines I remember are in correctly. the blender for the Rangers.
1: Uh. Yeah, Gerald Gallants. Got a lot of pressure on him right now to win two hockey games.
2: I feel like he's had a couple of short stints. Like, if that doesn't go well, this is this year three, two, three? Yeah.
1: yeah. I can't. Uh, Gerald Gallant, the, future there, there coach of the be, Leafs. There might be a price to pay uh, if he does not find a way to.
2: Pressure changed quick in New York, hey? Listen, like at- They
1: couldn't. Everybody was calling f- four games. We had uh, our buddy Valley. On who covers the Rangers for uh, MSG. And he's like, everybody had, like, Jersey and out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they switched to Kirish Mead, and they've been very, very good. Uh, first team out, out, is the Winnipeg Jets. Canada's own. What did you make of their showing their first round Listen, series I, against the Vegas I, Golden Knights?
1: I had Winnipeg imploding... Uh, Twelve months ago, yeah, yeah, you could just see where the contracts were headed, and I had heard all the that crap over Patrick line like well before he got traded out of Winnipeg on yeah. how it was just a just never a comfortable fit with him and some of his teammates, and That's a show out there. It just. Uh, it just seemed like this team was always off a little bit. Yeah. And now it's going to come to a head, these big contracts, including Shifley's, Hellebuck's, a Wheeler, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, right? All with a year left, and yeah. who's staying? N- well, nobody,
2: really. They're not good enough to say, ah, they just need to build around this core or whatever. Like, their star players have... Been flawed, and they seem frustrated. The whole thing's tense. If you didn't hear yesterday, Rick Bonus, after they got eliminated from the the game, the series, took to the microphone. And was very disappointed I, uh, in his superstars.
1: Listen, I've been at this a little longer than you guys. Yeah, I can't ever recall hearing a coach like this when a series is over. over. You're
2: not motivating anyone.
1: Ripping on. His top players like this. Overall thoughts,
0: I'm
4: so disappointed and disgusted right now. That's my thoughts.
0: Where does the disgust come
4: from? No pushback. But it's the same crap we saw in February. It was. That's why we. So as soon as we were challenging for first place, and teams were coming after us, we had no pushback. This series, we had no pushback. Their are better players. They're so much better than ours. It's not even close.
5: What is it about this team's leadership core that, or the top end players? We've talked. All we got to
4: push back. There's got to be a pushback. There's got to be pride you got to be able to push back when things aren't going your way. We had no pushback. Their better players were so much better than ours tonight. They deserved to win. They were the better team in the regular season. They were the better team in this series. Anything else? Good.
5: Thanks. Oh!
1: Hot. Coming in hot. That is burning burning a bridge. It's almost as if if you had one more game that might not be a bad way to go. Right. No games to go. But when you're out, it serves really no purpose.
2: I don't think you have you have what you just heard if you haven't had it out with those guys already. If you haven't reached the conclusion, they can't be reached. I cannot play with them. Yes.
0: Cannot yes. win with 100%. them. 100%. Cannot coach with them. They can't
1: do it. Uh, can't do it. You, I want winners. I want them. people that want to win. Is he done? <laughs>
2: That's long.
1: Okay. Let, let the public come to that conclusion themselves. I don't understand. You know,
2: it, I don't know who's he protecting. Yeah, like it's I, not
1: even a protecting. It's like, what's the point? That's all.
2: People want to know what happened here. They want to know what went wrong from a team that was near first in yeah. in twenty twenty three in the West.
1: Yeah, you, you can do that over time a little bit here. I just don't. I don't know. Maybe well, listen, maybe, maybe you, I'm making too big of a deal no, out of you're it. You're
2: right. From Being a professional and, you know, maybe it's, maybe he just is so mad
3: at them. He doesn't
2: care that it's
1: unprofessional. A hundred percent. You know, like,
3: I think it's just, it just goes to show the relationship and that like he had gotten through to them. Right. I think it's a rotten core. Like they hate, they obviously don't perform well. Like they've, that's two coaches that have been exasperated. Paul Maurice Quit. left. He was like, "I'm, yeah, I'm done. Ah, can't, I'm win them. can't win with him. Can't win with him. Can't do it. <laughs> you know." So I that is that's as scorched earth as I've like. He can't coach them again.
2: No, that's the point. I think that's big here is how do Shifley and Wheeler put on the jersey and Bonus coaches the team after this? Those guys both have a year left on their contract, right? Sh- Bonus just signed. I assumed it wasn't a yeah, one year coaching he
1: contract. You can't bring them back. So then what? Well, that's what the draft's for. You go there and you shop. And you can eat some money and you can find places for these guys. Both those guys have no trade clauses. Could there be incentive?
2: Could part of this be like, you want those guys to want to be somewhere else?
1: To accept a trade? They know they're not re-signing there. No so kidding. they don't they don't they, they don't need a they don't need a push. They've already got one foot out the door. I see, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they next want, year is both of want, their last year. They want a new contract, they want a new start, they want fresh. Obviously with those clauses they can be selective, but yeah. You know, you know they they're, they're, both modified they're, they're not part of the future. No. And Hellebuck, to me, is, will be very interesting because he's a year away.
2: Well, and you think he's going to want to play for a team that's not trying to win immediately? No. Like,
1: No, I don't. I think he I wants would to think, win the Stanley Cup. I would think that uh, there'd be a lot of teams interested in him. He-, he might Hellebuck. be the
2: next guy to get a real number as a goalie. Uh, it's so he-
1: dangerous. And listen, they just... How many games did he end up playing uh, a this year? 65 a lot. with the playoffs? Uh, that's, a, like, that's a lot. Yeah. They, so he they, played
2: 64 regular seasons, yeah, okay, so 69 so on the
1: year. That's <laughs> nice. A lot of hockey, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. A lot of hockey. A ton of hockey. They, they wore him down. Yeah. But tell me that there wouldn't be some teams, maybe like. <clears throat> Toronto, please. Ottawa. Yeah. Leafs can't afford them yeah I got news for you but when they like, send, when they send guy,
3: Samson off packing,
1: well, maybe. To, this
2: guy might be worth eight million let's year. what's he got,
1: year what's he got left one next year? one
2: year it's six mil roughly
1: Well. Like it's six mil am I wrong
2: there no four point five mil oh, maybe
1: maybe can find a way to sneak him in for one wow. year before uh the cap jumps and you True. can you can you're gonna you you're not going Samson off on a new deal
2: I'll give you a we lost in the first round. Here's William Nylander. Here's might be a con- might I'm be kidding. A li- I'm kidding. Relax. Might be
1: a little tricky with Matt Murray for one more year, right? Yeah, great move that was. What does he, ha- no, but what's he have left on his deal? Four, one more four, season. 4.125
2: yeah, or
1: something.
2: 4.7. 4.1, I thought, but it could be 4.7. I think you're right, actually. I think it's closer to, yeah. I think you're
1: right. That might be a little bit uh, tricky, but... There'd be a lot of teams. Well, not, not a lot of teams. There'd be selective teams for Hellebuck. Yeah, he's
2: only 29 years old. One more year on that deal.
1: He's. I, I, think, he, I, think, he's weary, getting, I think he's getting a big ticket. I know, but like, uh, how big Like five anymore? times eight. Like, you don't no! Be, uh, how is he not? Nice? Yeah, he's in the ballpark. He's what? making yeah. six. He's up for yes. the
2: Vesna. He's won
1: a Vesna already,
2: is he not? He's a yeah, finalist JB's every in other ballpark.
1: year. I think it's He's only 29. I though. think it's... He's I, one
2: of like five starters on earth.
1: Yeah. I think he's an eight. Oh, man. Not but you know, Bob
2: got 10 a zillion years ago, didn't he?
1: You need to avoid the 10. <laughs> yeah, big time. Right? Although, term, although term stinks. Although goalie
3: Bob wins a couple more games in a row. Pay that 10 mil all day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Starting uh, tonight. What else we got? We got uh, Colorado and Seattle. Yeah. We also have questions, right, Sammy? Yeah, so we, we got can... the Texan. Tweets. Do we not, Sammy? Yeah, we got some. What I'm where looking, do they call in? <laughs> they I don't, don't call in. I don't.
2: <laughs> not taking calls. Text 59590 or respond to the, my
1: tweet. This is the part of hosting this show I don't really give a crap about. Like, uh, I, get the, the message the Friday, out. Friday,
3: yeah. we, we got questions. I, I, this, this is just tons the, of questions. the perfect question that is on a response to Borny's tweet from Aaron McCartney. I only have one question. And it's more directed at Leaf players than anything else. Why? That is all. Why do we get goalied on big games? Why do we let goals in at the worst possible times? Why does our goalie th- think his name is Ilya Hasek sometimes? Just why? Why, 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 why? <laughs> <laughs> What's the term, that, term again? Out goalied? Yes. If that's not
1: what Leaf Nation is feeling uh, today. We like, touched on that, though. But yeah. It's just, it is just one switch just be a better goalie than the guy across from you one game <laughs> you know it's it's funny like the leafs
2: have got 3 wins in this series they it's not like samsonov has been terrible but yeah you're just now when you get to this point you just want the one game to happen but there's just no way to will that that's super that's luck i don't know i don't know the answer to that if anyone if i did boy would i be paid a lot of money God, by the you leafs
3: you'd be rich yeah be rich yeah <laughs>
2: I have the answer. What's it worth to you?
3: Uh, (laughs) Uh, Happy Friday, guys. Maurice from Caledon. Now that Vegas is rolling, do you think they can roll all the way to the cup?
2: I'll say this. I actually think Vegas has a good chance this year because the next team they're going to play is, you know, out of Edmonton, L.A. Either way, really good series, right? Like they can play defensively. Uh, Mark Stone's playing well for them. That's an understatement.
1: Oh God, how good's he? Oh my God. yeah, he's he is so good. Did you he's see that like goal Ryan O'Reilly with more offense? He uh, I don't know. He batted the puck, no. and then he glo- he gloved it, and then all within almost one motion, he goes high glove. And then he lost his marbles, like he always does when he scores. Like he scored for the first time in his career, yeah, which I love.
3: He has the passion, even though he doesn't play for the passion team. How about this one from AJ in Richmond Hill? This is a guy that wants some gossip, looking for some tea. Hello, guys. Does anyone know where Shanahan is these days? He's never shown with Dubas, Spets
1: or Piddle. Wow. What's what? going on? That's the second person that asked me that question today. Yeah. get nowhere to be like, found. You can't. He's... He's not Friendly in the press in, box. not in the press box.
3: He's going full money ball. He's watching it from the, the gallows of the arena. He's not being seen. He's on the lat pull-down machine yeah. somewhere, just can't watch. It is a little. You know, there's been some rumored,
1: you know. Was Spezza beside
3: oh, yeah. Kyle oh, last yeah. night? Oh, yeah. They were side-by-side.
1: Side. Okay. Pridham's there. Now, can I make a small suggestion? Yes. Kyle, if you're listening... Grab some security when you go to Tampa (laughs) tomorrow night. Yeah, you
2: cannot have that happen again. Just
1: somebody beside you that could jump in and and drop the F-bombs for you. It's like when you show people who are picking on you that something
2: in particular got to you, and then you know what you're going to hear over and over and over. I feel like now that the fans know that Dubas can be had, he's going to hear it. So, yes. yeah, he needs some that's,
3: help. That's the thing. It's like when you go to a baseball game and you sit in the outfield and there's some bozo that's screaming at a guy and the outfielder reacts, that's the worst possible thing that can happen for yeah. you. Because then the whole game, it's like, ah, you're just saying dumb crap the whole time. For so, sure.
1: Yeah. Um, well, for the record, though, Brendan Shanahan has not sat with Kyle all year. I know at times during the bubble that we saw them together, Yeah. but it hasn't happened all year, Um, which is... No, Does it have anything to do with anything else?
3: Well, I don't know. Like, like
1: do GM contract, sit with the president very contract often? Contract negotiations. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'd say, yeah, it's, I'd say it's worth uh, mentioning. Yes. Okay. It's a mention. This is a great text. It's from a nameless guy. I hate when this this group is 0-10 in closeout games.
2: Correct. Wait. Wrong.
3: 0-11. <laughs> well, this group, 0-10. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a losing culture. That that, that's a losing culture if there ever was one. But the law of averages is on their side. Two more tries ahead. Oh, How positive and uplifting.
2: Hockey is a dumb game and at anything can one, happen. Couldn't it happen
3: randomly for at once? one time, you're going to win one of these.
2: Like something off the ref's head goes in
3: the net. Vasilevsky blows they, a tire. If they lose both of these games, they will set the all-time record for most losses with a chance to eliminate.
2: In a at, row. Yeah, In a row. Okay,
1: let's just get something straight from here on in, okay? Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, <laughs> no one's going to the demons under the bed or witchcraft or this team's cursed, okay? Don't oh. go there. Oh, I'm going there. No, you're the not. demons are currently no, you're not. present. you are oh. going on why they weren't good enough. Yeah. Okay. that's all. That's all I'm telling you. And and if you want to go down to right down to the core of character flaws in their lineup, I will go there. But to tell me that it's this demons bull crap, I don't have time for it.
2: I don't have time for ghosts and cursed franchise. I do have time (laughs) for people being mentally weak you know like that there are people who don't have the intestinal fortitude
1: character
3: flaw
2: yes but um, it ain't ghosts
3: this okay. is a this is from uh, my boy Jeremy in Meaford. there's an, an there's an answer to all this leaf related question it's simple they are cursed cursed team there is no other answer it can't be <laughs> explained cursed no. cursed like spock says once you eliminate all other possibilities what is left no matter how improbable must be the truth cursed team Okay. From my boy, Jeremy and Meeford,
1: uh, you're, you're, the- you're not reading those anymore. <laughs> okay. okay. Yep.
2: I like that he tried to use a hyper-logical view you of just, complete illogic thought.
1: You just snuck one in on us. <laughs> That's all.
2: There's a lot of comments on the Twitter machine today.
1: Um, this is a
3: weird question, but I'm going to throw it to you guys. Love the show, boys. Very random question. When I say overrated... Who's the first player that comes to mind?
2: On the Leafs, or just
3: Just in general? This guy says, for me, it's Dion Phaneuf. Wow!
2: Oh, Uh, we're talking
3: like historically,
2: an all-time player who's not as good as people think.
3: Yeah, it's. Oh God! Got anyone for me?
1: Friday. (laughs) Come on!
2: (laughs) I'm not going to go through my mental Rolodex of perceptions of all players. All right. Um, Let me see. It's got to be someone based in Toronto, probably. Probably Matt Sundin.
1: Oh, Oh, my God. Relax. relax. I was
2: trying to get the most anger I could out of people. Oh, my God. (laughs) Relax. I'm kidding.
1: If Austin scores another 40 next year.
2: I'll take Marner. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't they both
1: play well tomorrow night? That would be real nice if we come
2: in here and we'll hug it out. Oh. Oh.
3: (laughs) That's a great answer. All right, um, what else we got there? Boy, we're getting a lot of. Why do you have to find a scapegoat when the team loses? I'm there are sorry? twenty guys on the light ice. So why do you have to find a scapegoat when the team loses? There are twenty guys on the ice. John and Hamilton.
1: Well, you give us. It's called
2: Sports Talk Radio. Pal,
3: blame for everyone.
1: It's called Sports Talk Radio. J- John's uh, um, an ex-generation or uh, what do you call the kids? Past millennials, oh Gen Z, yeah Gen Z, Gen
3: yeah, Z, yeah. <laughs> for sure
2: oh, yeah. participation
1: trophies. Yeah. <laughs> Don't point anything. Sometimes you lose, something
3: to, boys. Something tells me John in Hamilton isn't a Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> Fair
2: enough. <laughs> you know, I, I bet it's interesting. me did you watch Giannis uh, his, his little can, spiel? Can you,
1: can you find that? No, can't. So now no. Okay, explain it to you. explain it. Yeah, he's
2: the best player, MVP of the league couple times. Uh on the bucks, they've won a championship, they're the number 1 seed. They lose to the 8 seed in the first yeah. round. He's asked if it's a failure and he says, "Listen, Michael Jordan lost more championships than he won. Were those other season failures? No, they're steps towards successes. Yeah. Not a failure, but a learning lesson whatever." You're the one seed, you lose to an eight. Listen, I love the answer, and I love the depth of you, Giannis and the thoughtfulness and whatever. But he's wrong. It's a failure yeah, of a season. A the season's failure. a failure if you're one seed um, and lose to an eight. So sometimes some people get the blame. So
3: this guy, Trevor from Oshawa, I need to hear positive Sammy again. Let's hear about the eggshells again. We need to have faith. This is a good team. This is like my daughter before bed. And she's like,
2: tell me the story again. It's like, <laughs> make me feel good. You know, when
1: we left out the door... The first oh, thing you said to me was what? Uh, that I don't believe. Yeah, and then you said, uh, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to look like a real idiot when they lose tonight. Yeah, yeah And I, what did I tell you? They're not going to lose tonight. No, I told you, you don't need the Leafs to lose to look like an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point.
3: <laughs> so, should we spend four minutes talking about what the hell is going to happen tomorrow night?
1: Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going with the, d- the dog in the video. Oh, love that. It's going, yeah. you're game going wins and Leafs win it in game seven. You know, oh when is that game God. seven scheduled? Monday, Monday, Monday night. night, you know,
2: when Washington finally got through and won the cup, they had to slay the penguins dragon first. Mm-hmm. That was part of their journey. The Leafs may have to slay the game
3: seven dragon first. And yeah. then they have to slay the other dragon, the Boston Bruins.
2: Uh, you know, you may have to go through. They're just going to be slaying dragons way, all the whole you know, way. The best way out is
3: always through.
1: It's going
3: to be looking like a Game of Thrones episode by the time they get to the finals.
1: Yeah. All right. So we're okay. We'll be calm even if they lose Saturday night.
3: Yeah, speak for yourself. I,
1: I am calling the Leafs to win on Saturday. I think they'll
3: get it done. Okay. But, Good. You know. <laughs> Good. I I really. You don't. Can I tell you something right now? Yeah.
2: They're blowing it. The
3: whole thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, he just—you can't just throw that in at four fifty-two. Roller
3: coaster. You can't handle you the can. swings. Ah. Kid, sit in the pocket. Relax. They're blowing it. Last night was the night for them to prove it's different, and they played the exact same game they've played for seven years. It's happening, boys.
1: Well, listen. Get
3: ready for next Tuesday show. Gonna be a fun one. Oh, my God, our
2: Tuesday show after a Game 7 loss. I don't even know. I wouldn't even... What?
1: Oh, all the, the people that, like, love pulling over on the highway to see the, the wreck yeah. will come out.
2: We would have the same number of viewers as ever, but it would be totally different people. Just people there for
1: vindictive evil pleasure. So here we are saying, like, we're not going down the witchcraft route. And I see on our poll on <laughs> YouTube... Are the Leafs cursed? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a yes, no answer, or ask
3: me on Tuesday. What? One of my best buddies is a diehard Leaf fan. My boy Dave. He's like, I got movie tickets for Saturday night and maybe Monday.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That's the most insane I thing I've ever heard. BS. How do you live and die with a team for he's gonna be that guy seven months and then bail?
1: The, he's going to be that guy in the movie theater where his, his phone lights up like a Christmas tree to check the scores. Uh, that was
3: my pen that weighs three thousand. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say that's like a anvil hitting the desk there. I uh, you really believe that, that he's not watching?
3: Yeah, my boy not Dave, shout out. I listen, fellas. We'll see what happens. We'll talk Monday, Saturday night. Marner hat Saturday night.
2: That's could my call. Be,
1: they win three nothing. Could be an, a a good night. Yeah, it could have been a good night good last ratings. night too. No, you need to save it for Saturday night. Sportsnet wants that Saturday night. Gear, Gear, up, that in. Gear up for seven, fellas. Chat on Monday. All right. Our thanks to Doug McLean, former NHL president, leader of Off the Rails Friday, and Brian Bradley. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And like I said, you got a chance to give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. Give us one more thumbs up towards your great weekend. We're out of here. Back on Monday.